There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. Last episode, your cup of good news came from the story of a young man from Mozambique whose life was changed by the gospel, and then he heard the amazing opportunity to attend Ambassador International University in Zambia. Gospel Link started Ambassador International University 15 years ago, and it has become a key part of our ministry to train and equip national preachers to know the scriptures very well so that they in turn can rightly divide the word of truth and take the gospel to their people. We shorten Ambassador International University to the acrostic AIU, but today's episode is also an acrostic, AIU. This AIU stands for The Accident Isn't Unintentional. Now, try not to get lost in the double negatives or in the acrostics. The AIU in Zambia is not an accident. This is a school where students come and get a four-year intensive Bible education. We are seeing them go back to their own countries and be strong in the Word of God, ready to serve the Lord with a biblical foundation. The man in our story today graduated from AIU in 2018. His name is Wanangwa Kaunda, and I am so grateful for his training at AIU because today Wanangwa is back in Malawi, his home country, and he is working hand-in-hand -hand with me to establish and administrate the Christian high school that we are building for the Harvest Hope Home Orphanage in the Nkota Kota region. Now, if you're new to the podcast, you can rewind a year back to last December when I tell about Harvest Hope Home in Malawi. Much of my work is involved with that orphanage and the national people there. But today, you're going to hear specifically Wanangwa's fascinating story. He is the oldest graduate from Ambassador University. He began attending when he was 39 years old. At that time, it didn't matter to Wanangwa that he was twice the age as some of the other students. He wanted to learn the Word of God so he could be a better man of God. How did he get there? Well, that takes us back to the other AIU, the accident that isn't unintentional over 10 years ago. Abusa Philibert was a national preacher living in the northern part of Malawi. One day there was a terrible traffic accident near his house. 
a truck had gone off the road and smashed into a brick house. Fortunately, no one was in the building, and the driver, despite a head-on collision, was unharmed. So as the local pastor, Philibert, reached out to the people involved, especially the young man behind the wheel of the vehicle who had caused the accident. Now, Philibert was a gospel-length-supported pastor at this time. He did not know that the accident wasn't unintentional. You see, the young man driving the vehicle was Wanangwa Kaunda, and he was so broken and so frustrated that he had purposefully aimed his vehicle into that house. And, well, let's hear his story. My name is uh, Wanangwa Kaunda. I'm, um, I was first born in a family of seven. Um, we had uh, uh, two boys. Uh, the first one, who is me, and then the last one, who's, uh, who was the last born, that was another boy. And uh, at the middle, we sandwiched uh, five girls on there. We grew up uh, going to church, as young, going to Sunday school with our parents. Yeah, I mean, uh, going to church was just a bit of, uh, it's a tradition that you have to go to church on Sunday, it's Christmas or it's Easter, but uh, not uh, something seriously on a personal level. So it was just a tradition that we have grown up, we have to be going to church as we have been used to go out to church with our parents. The community was not a little serious about the church itself, which even to me, with my friends as well, we did not take it seriously of going to church. So now that one, that's where I really went down uh, with the going to church, with the relationship with God. It, real, uh, it was real much disconnected. Wanangwa's story is rather unique in that his father worked for the Malawi Department of Agriculture. So though not wealthy, the family did not experience hunger as so many other Malawians do. Wanangwa's aunt had connections that helped him travel to Great Britain where he studied business management. He ended up living in England for eight years, but though he gained worldly experience, he didn't grow closer to God. During the time I was doing my studies, I didn't have time to go to church. And that disconnected me completely with the, with the church. I would say I was much disconnected with God. And uh, even when I started doing my, uh, uh, I started working normally with another company, despite that I would work Monday to Friday, but uh, I couldn't even think of going to church over weekend. So I replaced my free time with the uh, drinking. I would go for parties, I would go for drink, and I don't, I was uh, so much disconnected with God. Um, uh, while I was still in England as well, we I started uh, a business which I was uh, sending motor vehicle spare parts from uh, England, sending them to Malawi and getting a commission out of that. and. Uh, yeah, with the setting of the spare parts, I opened up a shop down here in Malawi with the purpose that uh, I should be doing that business. So I bought two trucks, 
I bought uh, some spare parts where uh, people gave me some orders and some of them I decided to put them that when I bring them here to Malawi, I'm going to put them in a shop, uh, which means the shop is going to be extended uh, as well. I still had my connections in England where I can get the spare parts with the transportation business, then I should be okay. Uh, I had a friend as well who find me in England where we grew together. We are together at Sewanda School. We are coming uh, closer to our villages. And um, he was more of a brother. And later on, my friend decided to come back here to Malawi earlier than me. Then I says, okay, because I'm going back to Malawi like in six months time, then you can get all, you can get my stuff, clear them up when I'm coming, which means I just jump in straight into business, which we agreed very well. Uh, he didn't have enough money. I helped him to buy uh, a four by four vehicle for himself. And uh, I bought uh, those two trunks and I bought uh, the other two vehicles for me to be helping me running up and down when I come back home. And in those trucks, I packed one truck with the normal spare parts and the other truck, I had about um, 180 brand new tires, which I was seeing that uh, are gonna be setting them here. Uh, I hand over all the papers with my friend. We send them for shipping. My friend took a flight, came down here to Malawi. Uh, when the goods landed in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania, he went to collect it. But when he went there in Tanzania, that's when we started, uh, our communication started breaking down. Uh, I stopped picking up my phones. He couldn't, uh, couldn't answer my emails. And uh, until later on, I decided that, uh, I mean, I noticed that my goods are not there anymore. Uh, my family down here tried to run around to look for him. They couldn't get, they couldn't get hold of him. We tried to check the borders. They said, no, those trucks hasn't passed down here in on our borders. And uh, that's when uh, it came to my conclusion that uh, I think I've lost those stuff. I've lost all my savings, I've lost all my money. Uh, but still, as my program was set, I came back home six months later. Uh, when I came home, we checked around, still we couldn't trace the goods. When we looked for him, uh, I heard from other people now, says, oh, you know what? Your friend has gone to America. So by then, I understand that he went to America. So that's how I lost uh, my savings and the business which i intended to do when i came back home to help me um, stabilize myself and look after my family meaning my parents with that to be honest i was a bit more depressed and uh, that one led me more into drinking and i drank a lot and uh, even it was a time when i thought of taking off my life I thought of just taking off my life. That was uh, uh, 2010, 2011. I said, no, I can't take this anymore. I just have to kill myself. Then I took, uh, um, I, by then I swear I, was, I, I had a van. I took a van and drove into somebody's house with the purpose of just killing myself. Yes, actually when I wanted to kill myself, that was the turning point. 
because I moved in the house. And for, I mean, uh, thank God that there was nobody else in the house. I drove straight at the sitting room and uh, there was nobody there. And I was not hurt anyhow. Uh, the, the van just had uh, a crack on the windscreen. I mean, there, it was the windscreen which was broken, but uh, I wasn't hurt in any way. So I uh, had to drop, I mean, I had to come out of the vehicle and I, uh, people rushed me, to, I mean, rushed at me and checked me up. Somebody rushed me at the hospital, but uh, I was okay. I, was, I didn't have even any single scratch. And, and uh, at that time, that's when I reached, I would say, I was completely at zero. Then I passed out was Fibach uh, Kaipandewe, he used to be supported with the uh, Gospel League as well. He came to visit me at home and he says, what's going on? And then we started, uh, um, I started explaining to him, I started chatting. Uh, the accident was a bit near his house. So when he heard about the accident, that's when he says, oh, let me visit him and see and hear what really happened. Because most of the people, they took it that it was an accident. They did not know that it was a deliberate. He came to visit me at home, and he says, what's going on? And then we started, uh, um, I started explaining to him, I started chatting, he started clustering me. He, I, I mean, he used to come home to help me spiritually. And actually from there, that was my turning point that uh, I went back and be connected to God. And from that time, I've never returned. There you heard it. The accident isn't unintentional. You know what else was intentional? That effort that Pastor Philibert made to reach out to Wanangwa. There was also intentional financial support sent from sponsors in little old Norwalk, Iowa, 10 years ago, which enabled Pastor Philibert to be in full-time ministry at the time and reach out and disciple men like Wanangwa, who in turn now is in leadership back in Malawi, helping Gospel Inc. establish a Christian high school in an area that is 40% Muslim. I talk to him virtually every week. But I don't want to leave out an important piece of God's puzzle in this story. That's the other piece, AIU, Ambassador International University. Yeah, that's when he started sharing more because he knew that uh, I'm a Christian, but I uh, haven't, uh, uh, haven't taken seriously about uh, my spiritual life. So that's when he started helping me and I started going to his church so he really helped me to come back to God and I believe that God can help and forgive me and I can help other people as well. While being helped by, uh, uh, by Fibat Kepambewe, I started getting a lot of uh, involved in church activities. And uh, what I noticed as well that uh, most of the young people they will end up like what I was doing by then without realizing that it, that's where it's leading them. 
uh, more especially with the drinking. So what I started doing it, uh, when I, uh, I came back to God and I believe that God has forgiven me, I started going around to the schools, around Mzuzu, and uh, asking the, uh, the principal, the headmasters to give me a bit of 30 minutes maybe before uh, the students knock off in Sounder schools and uh, share a bit of uh, uh, a bit of my testimony, how God saved me and tried to lead some to, to Christ and asking them to refrain from drinking, asking them to refrain from uh, uh, these worldly uh, collectors with the purpose of saying they shouldn't do like what I did. Because to me, like the drinking just started slowly as if I'm trying to relieve myself, but uh, it was leading me to suicide. So I started sharing the gospel in schools around Mzuzu. And uh, through that, uh, and, uh, my work started increasing. I started helping with the uh, Campus Crusade, doing the uh, Jesus film around Northern region and uh, started working more with the uh, the church so one time it was announced there that uh, uh, gospel link they have an university in zambia where they are they're looking for um uh, they're looking for the students to go there uh, to go to Zambia. And then myself, by then, I was uh, looking for institution which could help me to learn more about the Bible. Uh, but most of the colleges which I would find down here, uh, the fees were just too high. I had this announcement. I went to meet uh, um, the leaders uh, of Gospeling. Then I was communicated to go for interviews in a long way. So, uh, to be honest with you, when I went for the interviews, uh, the first person to meet was uh, Kapalam Labanda. Actually, when he heard that uh, I'm coming from Zuzu uh, with my age, with the way I was dressing, he took me straight to his sec to his to the secretary and uh, made me comfortable because what he thought, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher from Northern region who is coming to help with the interview. He didn't know that I was a candidate to attend the interviews. So when I went there, I mean, when I was called, that's when uh, Levland Botalongwe saw me and he says, uh, Abusa, what are you doing here? And I said, I've come for interviews. He says, no, you can't attend these interviews. The people who are looking here were looking for young men. We're looking somebody maybe around 18, 21, but not you. You are just, you are, you are, you are old to do this. You are old for you to go to Zambia. When I was discussing with Livland Butalongwe, that's when Louis Names walked in, in the hall. Uh, to start the interviews and then the funders talking and then to be honest we sat down and we talked for over 30 minutes telling me that I can't go to Zambia but uh, uh, after that Louis Mr. Names started reading my testimony 
and he said can you little go to zambia i say yes he says promise me that you are going and i say yeah i will go that's why i'm here and to be honest that was the end of the interviews when i arrived in zambia on the first day i realized that there was the oldest student in our class and the youngest was 18 and I was just a few months before 40 uh the time i finished the day the following day i realized that i'm the oldest student from first year to fourth year but i'm in the first year uh that was a bit more discouraging to me because i thought that uh, the environment is not really good to me and i remembered whatever i was being told that i can't manage to be there but later on i said uh no if these guys that here these young men that here they have something which they're looking for and that's what i'm looking for i have to achieve this i need to go and help those people spiritually but uh, later on i realized that it was my opportunity as well that uh, being with them at uh, at the campus I was a bit uh, it was another opportunity of ministry because I could be I was able to help most of these young men while I was there. Actually when I just uh, went to the uh, I was putting the garden I was helping with the garden uh, doing the vegetables I did it uh, for about 7 uh, months then uh, but the time we were finishing the second year that's when I was put in charge to be looking after the workshop uh meaning the the generators and the or the vehicles I was looking after that as my work scholarship uh being order with the system which uh, uh ambassador international investor has you have the leaders of different departments on work scholarship and you find that uh, uh my leaders are much much younger than me and they are telling me what to do and I says these guys which some of them they don't even they couldn't even really know of what they are doing but uh, uh they the leaders so i have to uh i have to submit to them i have uh, to follow their instructions probably somewhere somehow i was supposed to help them on how they could do it better and I says what's going on but later on that was another discipline which I learned a lot that uh, uh I have to submit even to some people who doesn't really exactly know what they're doing but uh, that helped me a lot in the discipline of submission for the quality of education I started that way that was a bit more more than what I thought we could have uh, a course for two weeks or three weeks the assignments there the books for you to summarize and you have a couple of chapters to read and things like that so with that we didn't have i mean we had a lot of uh material for us to work on than what i thought with that intense with that material i think it's gonna is it will be able to help a lot because uh uh what i'm looking most that what's missing is the spiritual side of it uh when i'm talking of the spiritual side i'm not talking of going to church but i'm talking of things within them i mean 
uh, having been convicted and uh, um, following the Holy Spirit than uh, just going to church. So I would love to see more Malawi of having those educated people, but they should have uh, a strong spiritual side with God, because with that, they should be able to refrain from uh, all these areas which we are struggling with now. As a person who has lived in Malawi, understood Malawi, corruption is just part of life. Uh, through this uh, uh, this university, AIU, that's when I, I realized that just to, to, to be successful is not just to acquire the money, but to be successful is uh, to balance up with the spiritual side. Whatever we are doing, are we doing it in a godly way? Are we managing our finances in a godly way? Are we managing our family in a godly way? Are we doing our farming in a godly way? Actually, the godly way should be our lifestyle. And this, uh, for me to know about this, is through the kind of the college which we have uh, in Zambia, the uh, Ambassador International University, AIO. This has helped me a lot. And the dawning to noonday bright And Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth The kingdom of love and light Wenangwa Kaunda's life and ministry verifies the mission of Gospel Inc. Wenangwa was led to Christ and discipled by a national preacher. That national preacher was sponsored on a monthly basis by families from Iowa. That preacher has passed away now, but Wanangwa went on to attend Ambassador International University, which was also made possible by Christians and churches in America who believe that learning God's Word is essential to changing a culture. I want to tell you that there are more young people in Africa who are wanting and waiting to attend AIU. And if you believe that the world needs to know God, you could put your money where your belief is. I'm talking about supporting AIU, sponsoring a student to attend this Bible college. I think all of us care about the education of our children on an academic basis. What about caring for the biblical education and spiritual development of our spiritual family? Now, I know it takes a little faith to support people you've never met. Maybe it takes a lot of faith to give on a monthly basis to a Bible college you've never seen. But today, you've heard a testimony of how AIU changed Wanangwa Kaunda's life. And there are many more students besides him in the last 10 years. There's many more who would like to come, but they need the financial support. You know, you could combine your faith with a few funds and be part of this ministry. Pray about it. For more information, go to cupofgoodnews.org. That's cupofgoodnews.org. God is working in the nations, my friends. People are coming to Bible college. People are going back to their areas, taking what they've learned. And that is good news. <laughs>